Welcome to the Nun Report, bringing your regular dose of truth, freedom, and weirdness with your host, Dan Nunn. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of the Nun Report. I have, first of all, I need to apologize for my in-your-face presentation today. Uh, we're doing a lot of updates and upgrades in the studio right now. So we've got, we have different monitors, have different cameras, things that are halfway connected, halfway working. We still have some troubleshooting and some things to do to put it all together. So this camera that you're seeing today is kind of in-your-face because there's some other stuff behind it that doesn't allow it to push back any further. So um, anyway, we're getting up close and personal today and that's okay. I hope you don't mind that. I hope you don't mind that. I mean, if, if you don't, I mean, just turn off your screen if you think you can't handle me for an hour like that. But fortunately, I have a lot of video clips to play for you today. I hope you all had a great weekend. I know I did. Started out with a show uh, with my with my band and that was that's always fun to get up on stage and release and gather with a room full of people where nothing matters for a few hours, where people from all walks of lives all political persuasions, all ideas and thoughts or whatever can unite together if even for just a few hours and and just enjoy the music and, and good times and friends. We need more of that. And it's, uh, it, it's, it's a great release for me. It's something that I really enjoy doing. Uh, Packed House, you know, as always, it was fucking great. Um, we have going to get some updates today. Basically, the same thing that everybody's talking about. I'm going to try to put my spin on it. We have the border crisis, of course, which is a huge deal. Record numbers, record number of people. Over 8 million since Biden came into office have come to this country illegally. We have highest record numbers for a month, highest record numbers for a year. This administration has done nothing to secure the border. They've All they've done is open it up. They can say, oh, it's not open as much as they want. It's fucking open, Okay. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the war in the Middle East and potentially the potential for a world war. I mean, this is, you got China coming into the Gulf now. You got Iran threatening to, to mobilize Hezbollah. You got Israel bouncing back and say, hey, if Hezbollah starts attacking us, we're going to go after the head of the snake and take out Iran directly. We have two aircraft carrier strike groups, which will soon be in the Gulf. One is already there. The second one is on the way. Yeah, 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 and and the whole time, you, and then you have discord at home. Oh, Palestinians, free Palestine, free Palestine. You know, fuck that. I'm sorry, sorry, but Palestine happened to elect Hamas, and Hamas is the governors, the governorants of the Palestinians. And by the way, there is no such nation as Palestine. There never has been. Never has been and currently is not a nation of Palestine. Never has been. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the mostly peaceful protesters. Hmm. Are they really mostly peaceful? I don't think that they are. And, of course, we're going to take a quick look at, at censorship of, of conservatives, which is still occurring a lot, and we're going to look at the economy because the economy is still not doing good. It's in shambles. We have, man, used to be able to buy median income household, used to be able to qualify for a $650,000 home. Now they're lucky if they can get four hundred dollars because interest rates are 8%, 8%. I'm glad I locked in. I'm glad I locked in that rate way down there around two some time ago. I couldn't imagine going out for a loan today and trying to figure out Oh, man. Okay, it's 8%. Mm. 
Yeah, you don't get to qualify for as much of a house anymore now, do you? And that, that's, that's the Bidenomics. That's the Biden economy. That's what's going on under Democrat control because they don't care. And you have you, a lot of Republicans that don't care either. Why are, why are we still doing the House thing? Why do we not have a House speaker? Well, because a lot of Republicans want the status quo. A lot of Republicans want to continue huge ominous bills, huge budgets, huge packages of stuff without individual line items. They want things the way they've always been. And there's a bunch of them in there. That's why, you know, the Republican Party is not the party of your fathers any more than the Democrat Party is the party of their fathers. What I would give for a, uh, a JFK and a Ronald Reagan right now, right? At least we could have some sense and some common sense and sensibility in the way we go about governing and the way we represent people. They're not representing us. They're representing themselves. I mean, it's, it's getting really, really old. Anyway, we're going to jump off first. We're going to talk about the U.S. southern border a little bit. You know, we have, like I said, record numbers coming across the southern border. We have record terrorist watch list people being discovered across the border. And they like to say, oh, that's a great thing. Look how many people we caught. Well, it's because you're letting a record number of people in. It's all relative. Anyway, here's some numbers, and we'll start out a little bit from Peter Ducey. Check it out. He's here at home. Hey, Peter. Ainsley, the Intel arm of CBP is out with a new bulletin, and it has a very alarming headline. It says foreign fighters of Israel-Hamas conflict may be encountered at the southwest border. Daily Caller got a copy of this material that was posted three days ago, and it's warning about fighters from Hamas, Hezbollah, and Islamic Jihad trying to exploit the porous southern border because, uh, and part of the concern is that they can see the same things that everybody else sees, these numbers. Uh, A record 2.48 million encounters in a fiscal year, and among them, at least 172 people on the terror watch list. That is 172 who actually came face to face with law enforcement and didn't get away. When the border patrol is so overwhelmed that most agents are no longer on patrol because they're dealing with this self-inflicted humanitarian crisis, that's when the fentanyl comes across and kills over 100,000 Americans. That's when the sex trafficking of women and children skyrocket. And that's when no suspected terrorists will use that vulnerable border to get into this country. President Biden did speak with Benjamin Netanyahu yesterday, but he remains at the Rehoboth Beach House this morning. The plan is to leave for the White House around 1030 to get back here for a Bidenomics event this afternoon. Ainsley. All right. That's scary when you look at those numbers, the number. Of- yeah. Bidenomics. You know, really, is that what we're worried about right now is Bidenomics? They're going to talk about they're going to campaign on. We're getting ready to be on. the. We're on the edge of World War Three. The southern border is wide open. The Middle East is getting ready to explode. We still have a war over in Europe with Ukraine and Russia that we're, that we're financing on both ends. I explained that in a previous show. And they're worried about Bidenomics. Meanwhile, while all this was going on, while all this was going on, here's your president. He's down there in Delaware. You know, he had a long week traveling all the way to Israel and back. He was there for like three freaking hours. And all he did was give $100 million to Hamas. And then, oh, mysteriously, a couple of days later, two American hostages get freed. The aid is supposed to go to Palestinian 
civilians only, but we all know how that works. But this was your president walking along the beach while we're on the cusp of World War III. While the economy is falling apart, while the border is wide open. That's your president. That's your president. Here's the numbers, all right? Breaking. CBP reports Border Patrol arrests 18 people on the FBI's terror watch list at the southern border in September, bringing the total fiscal year 23 to 169, the highest year ever recorded. And now keep in mind, in 2019, it was zero. When Trump was president, 2017, two. 2018, six. 2019, zero. 2023. And then comes Biden. 2022, 98. 2023, 169. Next year, I mean, at that rate, next year is going to be over 400. These are people on the terrorist watches. These are people who hate America. These are people who want to kill us. These are people who want to do harm to us. And then they say that, oh, well, domestic terrorism from white extremists, that's the most severe threat, terrorist threat to the United States bullshit and they know it's bullshit they're, it's another form of division it's another thing they're doing to, to, to divide us a reminder per CBP sources there have been over 1.6 million known gotaways at the southern border under the Biden administration border patrol leadership testified this year that they estimate there are also hundreds of thousands of unknown gotaways so they know of 1.6 million since Biden took office. People, we don't know where they came from. We don't know what their intentions are. We don't know where they are. We don't know who they are. We don't know what their past is. We don't know anything about them whatsoever. But what we do know is they did not go through the process of being recorded through a former border crossing. They evaded it. They tried to get away from it and they avoided being detected. Mm, who does that? Maybe people who are up to no good. And they say there's also hundreds of thousands of unknown gotaways. So we're looking at maybe, you know, maybe a couple of million people, man, that want to do the U.S. harm. No big deal. No big deal, right? Excuse me. I feel a little out of source today. My, my studio is all, all different stuff. And the surroundings are different. I've got different, <laughs> different lighting. I, got, I need to, I need to just, just look at you. It's just you and me here. It's just you and me now. All right. So... Here's what happened. The fiscal year 2023 United States Customs and Border Patrol data released Saturday morning. Of course, they do this on a weekend. Why do they do this on a weekend? So it doesn't make the immediate news. So it has to wait till Monday. And hopefully some other stuff will come down the line so we don't talk about it on Monday. But I'm talking about it. Shows that the number of illegal immigrants in the U.S. skyrocketed since the Biden administration took over in 2021. In fact, record crossings at the southern border. And it's not even close. It's not even close. There were a record 2.4 million apprehensions at the U.S. border in 2023. Do you realize in one year, 2.4 million recorded? About another 35% on top of that, gotaways. So about another five or 600,000 on top of that, there were gotaways. Closer to actually 700,000. So we're talking over 3 million people just this year, in one year, 3 million people. 
And this is per U.S. Customs and Border Protection. This is stuff that they released. I'm not making these numbers up. Last year, it was $2.3 million. So we've exceeded that. Isn't that great? I love breaking records. Breaking records is always fun. Apprehensions of people who are on the terrorist watch list are nearly double last year's. Oh, man, imagine that. According to CBD data, 172 non-citizens who were on the terrorist watch list were apprehended at the border. An increase from 2022's numbers, of, which was also a record year, by the way. Again, breaking records year after year under the Biden regime at the border. Illegals coming in, people on the terrorist watch list coming in. This year after year, breaking records. These are the kind of records you'd like to have, people. Right? An increase from 2022's record. Before 2021, the highest number was six. Think of that. Before Biden took office, the highest number ever of people coming to the U.S. that are on the terrorist watch list was six. Oftentimes, just two or three, zero, like in 2019. And Biden comes in. We got 98. Now we have 172. 172. And that's the ones we know about. Remember those gotaways I talked about? About 35% of the people who come across the border are gotaways. So if we caught 172 that we know we apprehended and intercepted, how, how many, how many uh, terrorists are in along with the gotaways? Well, that's a real concern. And Homeland Security and, and the border protection, they're, they're concerned about it too. They try not to talk about it. But they have internal memos, and some of those got leaked. Uh, Hamas and Hezbollah terrorists could already be in the U.S. DHS. Do you think? Do you think? Do you think we have a wide open border with people coming across from all over the world, not just Mexico and South America? No, no, no. From Africa, from the Middle East, from China? Do you think that maybe just a few of these fucking terrorists, these radical Islamists, that want you to die, that would just as soon cut your head off in front of a camera for entertainment? Do you, do you, think, do you think there's a chance? Maybe just a little, just a little, just a little bit of a chance that some of these got across? Out of the two, two <laughs> millions. When you start talking these numbers, it's like, it, it, it's absurd, right? This was an internal memo that got leaked. A new internal memo from federal officials warns that members of terrorist groups, Hamas, Hezbollah, and Palestinian Islamic Jihad. Oh, great, man, another fucking... Oh, but Islam is a religion of peace. Muslims are all wonderful. They love us. We need to hold hands and sing Kumbaya and protect their ass bullshit. I'm going to talk about that a little bit, too. The memo... In fact... Mm, I'm going to go as far as to say is not all Muslims are terrorists. But a huge amount of terrorism and terrorists are Muslims. How about that? The memo obtained by the Daily Caller Foundation, News Foundation, was sent by the San Diego Field Office Intelligence Division of Customs and Border Protection on October 20th. As the war between Israel and Hamas continues and pro-Hamas protests spread across the globe. And they are pro, these are not... These are not pro-Palestinian protests. These are pro-Hamas protests. Try to tell me the difference. I'll have that discussion with you every day.
of the week. And I'll be right and you'll be wrong. San Diego Field Office Intelligence Unit assesses that individuals inspired by or reacted by current Israeli Hamas conflict may attempt to travel to or from the area of hostilities in the Middle East via uh, circuitous transit across the southwest border in the United States. Foreign fighters motivated fighters motivated by ideology and mercenary soldiers of fortune may attempt to obfuscate travel to or from the U.S., to or from countries in the Middle East through, guess where? Mexico. I would bet that the cartels are in on this gig, too. What do you think? The Mexican cartels? They might have something to say about this. They might, I mean, they're going to be in on it, right? Eight million. Since Biden took office. And what do you think they're doing? I mean, this is, this is a video of their training. These aren't just all these military-age fighting men. Do you think there's a possibility some of these people that have gone through this training to become terrorists, to, become, to, to do harm to, to Western countries and people to, that want to kill us, they want us dead for so they can have their worldwide caliphate? They're willing to die because they actually believe they're going to get 72 virgins if they do. <laughs> That's a fucking ridiculous religion, right? I mean, they're welcome to believe what they want. But when it involves exterminating everybody else in the world, and it doesn't matter, your, your zealotry is going to be so massive. Because after all, if you die as a martyr, you're going to get 72 virgins. Is this a cartoon? <sighs> so there you have it. And how many of these people that have come across the southern border do you think have gone through this training? How many people, and how many is too many? Is it 10? 100? A thousand, maybe ten thousand. How many people who are terrorists that want to do harm to this country are here right now? Do you care? I care. I I fucking care. And it pisses me off. And this border needs to. It is a crisis made by the Swiss cheese for brains in the White House. The Biden regime and his cronies, the people pulling the strings. Hey, but at least we don't have mean tweets. It's going to be huge. You see that poster in the background? It's a parody, by the way. But don't worry. Don't worry. Kirby Wilbur's got you. Now, we've also seen... Kirby Wilbur. Did I just say that? That's a local radio host up here in Seattle. <laughs> All right, Kirby, check it out. Uh, over the course of the last few days, actually the course of the last week, but certainly over the last uh, couple of days of the weekend, an uptick in rocket and drone attacks by Iranian-backed proxy groups against military bases housing U.S. personnel in Iraq and Syria. And we're deeply concerned about the potential for any significant escalation of these attacks in the days ahead. 
At the direction of President Biden, the Secretary of Defense has ordered the military to take steps to prepare for this to ensure that we're postured appropriately, both in terms of being able to defend our forces and respond decisively as needed. They want a war with Iran. The Biden regime, the military industrial complex, and all these people, this is not by accident. This is by design. They would love nothing more than a direct conflict with Iran. Then we go over there and fight for 20 years, just like we did in Afghanistan, just like we did in Iraq. But I guarantee you it's going to be much more bloodier and it has a higher potential to spill because who are Iran's allies? Oh, I don't know, Russia, China, North Korea. But never fear. Our leader, he's got it under control. Oh, there he is again. Man. So what are these attacks? There's been just a few of them. Okay. As of October 21st, 2023, the Iranian-aligned Islamic resistance in Iraq, because remember, Iran basically runs Iraq now because we gave it to them when we left. The following attacks, December 17th, a drone attack on Al-Assad Air Base, Western Iraq. October 17th, drone attack at Harar Base in Iraqi Kurdistan. The attack was initially claimed by uh, this other group, but before a super spreading claim was issued by al uh I can't even pronounce that, man. October 19th, <laughs> drone attacked at, at Al-Tanf. Al Garrison in Syria, October 19th, rocket attack on U.S. base in Kanako gas field in Syria. October 19th, rocket attack on Al-Assad Air Base in western Iraq. October 20th, drone attack at Harar Her Air Base in Iraq, Kurdistan. October 21st, drone attack at Al-Assad Air Base in western Iraq. As reported by OSINT investigator Justin Charters. Prohibalist groups are also reported that Al-Assad Air Base was attacked again on Saturday just over this weekend. So yeah, we put our targets in the way so that they can go ahead and attack them. I'd love to have Joe Kemp back on the show, man. He is so good at explaining this. And and, and you know, I think I'm going to try to get him back on. He's, he's running, he's an America First uh, conservative running for uh, the 3rd District here in Washington, we need him back in Congress. We really do. So they're concerned about the attacks. We have seen an uptick in attacks against U.S. military facilities, against troops around the region. Um, overnight, the Pentagon announced it was actually increasing its force posture in the region. How concerned are you about Iran trying to escalate this war? We are concerned. Uh, in fact, we expect uh, that there's a likelihood of escalation, escalation by Iranian proxies they directed against our forces, directed against our personnel. Uh, we are taking steps to make sure that we can effectively defend our people and respond decisively if we need Respond decisively if we need to. No, what he meant to say was respond decisively because we want to. People, this is, this is no joke. This is a big... BFD, you know what that means, right? Uh, the reflected order, uh, the department of, <laughs> yeah. 
excuse me, the department ordered the departure of eligible family members and non-emergency U.S. government personnel from the U.S. Embassy in Baghdad. So now we're we're abandoning. Are we going to have another Benghazi? It's too bad Hillary wasn't around to oversee that because she's pretty good at that shit. But we're abandoning all non-essential personnel and non-U.S. personnel from our embassy in Baghdad. This is not good stuff, people, man. I mean, here's <laughs> CNN. Even they're like, what the hell? Moment now, President Biden is going to be returning to the White House as sources are telling CNN that his administration is asking Israel behind the scenes to delay its possible ground incursion in Gaza. To give Hamas more time to either retreat or fortify their positions. To what end? Why are we giving them more time? What, what, what is it? Let Israel do it. You know, shut up. Let Israel do what they got to do. Let Israel do what they need to do to protect themselves and to rid the earth of these savages, these complete, absolute barbaristic animals. They cut off heads of babies, rape women and children in front of their families before killing them all. Mm, yeah, wonderful freaking people. And uh, by the way, these people were elected by the so-called peaceful Palestinians. Yeah, I'm not buying that for a second. And neither should you. All right, man, a little bit more from this ass hat. There's been an uptick um, on the right among some Republicans who have called for um, students or foreign nationals who are demonstrating uh, in some of these pro-Palestine demonstrations or, you know, allegedly pro-Hamas demonstrations to have their student visas pulled or to face deportation. What is the administration's remark, uh, response to those kinds of remarks and that kind of rhetoric? Well, that, I, I, would just tell you, I would just tell you, you don't have to agree with every sentiment that's expressed in a free country like this uh, to, um, to stand by the, 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 idea, the First Amendment and the idea of peaceful protest. Oh, the First Amendment. The First Amendment is great. Now, if you want, if you're a foreign national, uh, oh, not a U.S. citizen, that's what that means. Foreign national, meaning not a U.S. citizen, no allegiance to this country whatsoever, no patriotism, no commitment whatsoever to this country or its citizens. Their free speech is protected. They can talk about killing Jews all they want and demonstrate all over campuses across this country. But damn it, don't you wear a MAGA hat. Don't you be a Catholic don't you be a J6 peaceful protester that just walked, happened to trespass in the Capitol. Then we got a guy who's jailed for a fucking meme. We have a guy who's jailed for 22 years in prison. Wasn't even near the Capitol. We have free speech being centered all over social media. And you're going you're gonna to sit there and say, oh, you're, you're going to defend the free speech of Hamas fucking sympathizers? Terrorist sympathizers? While condemning, that aren't even citizens of this country, while condemning and jailing those who are U.S. citizens for their free speech? Piss off.
What are you yelling, Dan? Because I'm pissed off. Man, you yell so much. Why are you getting so excited? <laughs> because I'm pissed off. Because it's bullshit. Because the fact that they can sit up there, he can get up there in front of a microphone and say, oh, we, we're defending the, the First Amendment. And even if non-citizens want to go out there and say, you know, all Jews should go get fucked, that's okay. We support that. That's their right of free speech. That's the First Amendment. And this video will get banned on some platforms because I'm exercising mine. <laughs> the irony. By the way, born and raised here. Born and raised. And speaking of Hamas supporters across universities, of non-citizens, a lot of them are citizens. And, and you notice how it's always the white liberals going out there and demanding and protesting for black people, not for Asians, because they hate Asians, but for black people, for brown people, for Palestinians, for Ukraine. It's always the white liberal virtue, virtue signaling POS. That's all they do. This, I mean, this is what they, here's, here's, in, Case in point, and this is just an example. This is happening all across America. This is at Yale. <laughs> this is a Yale University. I, you know, you stuffy, I, I can't do the stuffy accent. I know some people that do. I need to get some voiceovers done for this show for sure. Um, this, uh, these are, I mean, these are people at Yale, predominantly white liberal fucks, Supporting Hamas. And the seals that did, oh, 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 oh. yeah, they're they're just like these little mindless bots that do whatever whatever next cause comes around, they're going to get behind. So let, let, let me just let me let me summarize here a little bit. We have a conflict in the Middle East. That was caused by a terrorist, and I've said it before, I'm going to say it again. If Hamas laid down arms, there would be peace. If Israel laid down arms, every last man, woman, and child would be slaughtered, and Israel would cease to exist. That is the reality of it. That is their purpose, their stated purpose of their entire fucking religion is to destroy the Jews, and then the Christians, and then anybody who's left so they can dominate the world because anyone who does not bow their knee to Allah must die. That's their religion. I'm not making this up. I'm not trying to spread hate or spread fear. I'm not Islamic phobic. The Islam religion says exactly that. Muslims believe exactly that. <laughs> 
So yeah. Maybe we've got a reason to be a little bit upset. You see, Professor, this was down in Santa Barbara, uh, California. Of course, California, the state of liberal utopianism. You see, Professor equates Hamas to George Floyd. Oh, really? You mean the, the, the guy who wasn't even murdered? The guy who OD'd? The criminal who was being arrested? Who had it never, had he never broken the law? He never would even, well, he might have still died because he had so many drugs in his system. Yeah. Anyway, you see Professor Equates Hamas to George Floyd says, progressives must stab Israel in the heart. He's calling for not just, not just Palestinians, not just Hamas, not just terrorists, but progressives in general. So all liberals, all you liberals out there, all you progressives, all you leftist whack job pieces of shit, that just go around following whatever anybody says. Yeah. He's calling for you. And so, go ahead. Stab Israel in the heart. And many of you are, as I just showed in the previous clip at Yale University. An associate professor at the University of California, Santa Barbara, claimed during a recent speech that the Israeli Defense Forces fighting Hamas terrorists is akin to police officers murdering George Floyd. You can't make this shit up. He called Israel a white supremacist Zionist project and, and, and issued a chilling call to action. American progressive must kill the Jewish nation. And then they have the gall to lecture us about Islamophobia. In Minneapolis, you might remember Minneapolis, they destroyed their entire town because of George Floyd. Speaking of George Floyd, this happened. They were, uh, the, the pro-Hamas supporters we're out here blocking a road. And again, I don't care what your cause is. I don't even care if your cause is just or not just. You have no business out there blocking a major thoroughfare. And man, they do it. Anyway, an elderly man, he was just trying to get to where he was going. And they decided they were not going to let him. And this ensued. So here's this guy in this white car. He, he He's trying to get to where he's going, and he, he, he dumbly opened his door right there. I don't know why. They start beating on his car. He just wants to get out, and he's tired of these piece of shit demonstrators blocking roads. I don't blame him. And you can see they surrounded his car. He can't go forward. He can't go backward unless he wants to run over people, in which case he would be the one who gets arrested, right? No, not, not the people that are that caused the whole problem to begin with. Not the people blocking the road. Not pedestrians that aren't on a crosswalk. No, no, it would be the guy in the car that injured somebody who would be arrested if he ran over them. This is insane. He's just trying to get the fuck out of there. And so he does, finally...
and they're chasing him. Look at him. They're running down the road. They're running after his car to catch him at the next roadblock because you see at the next intersection, they also have cars blocking that intersection. And so they know he can't go through. So he got first, he got through the first roadblock, drove down to the second one. You see the little white car there. And they're chasing after him and attacking his car again. A, a perfectly innocent man who's just trying to go from A to B. These people are animals. This is a hive mentality of violence, nonconformity, barbarism. He's like, fuck, I'm just going to go back the other way. And they're still chasing him. This is insane. Could you imagine if that were you? What if you that was you with your family in the car? What if you had your kids in the car, your wife in the car, fellas? How would that, how would that make you feel? But you can't. If you defend yourself, if you bust out the, the hardware and hurt anybody, you're going to be the one going to jail. If you run over anybody, you're going to be the one going to jail. So you're just supposed to accept this bullshit? Well, at the same time, a professor at UC Santa Barbara is calling for all progressives to put a knife in the heart of Jews. That's perfectly okay free speech. Going back to earlier in the show, that free speech is okay. Protesters like that blocking a car. Professors saying stab Jews in the heart. All progressives call to violence, call to action. That sort of free speech is okay. But a lot of my free speech on Facebook is not. And the free speech of those from January 6th is not. The free speech of the over 200,000 MAGA supporters that were targeted by the FBI or the Catholic churches that were targeted by the FBI, their free speech is not okay. Kill the Jews? That's all good. It's all good. Ilan Omar, someone who needs to be expelled from Congress, an absolute disgrace to this country, a terrorist herself. Listen. Ilan Omar, ignore this crazy lady. Don't worry about her. That's the crazy lady? Because she's crazy because she's asking you if you denounce terrorism? That makes her crazy? Sounds like you're the crazy one. You support terrorism. If you can't denounce it, you support it. And I, that goes, you know what? All right. Mm. <laughs> We're going to get there. Here's more from Ilan Omar. A question from anyone else? Uh, I, looks like I did not get audio on this clip. I I don't know what happened. Um, 
someone in the audience asks, mm, I don't even want to paraphrase. I don't know what happened there. That was weird. Anyway, no audio on that clip, so whatever. That <laughs> show must go on. Your favorite press secretary and mine. Karine Jean-Pierre had this say, check it out. Level of concern right now about the potential rise of anti-Semitism in light of everything that's going on in Israel. So a couple of things. Um, look, um, uh, we have not seen uh, any credible uh, threats. I know there's been always questions about uh, credible threats. Uh, and so I uh, just want to make sure that that's out there. But look, uh, Muslim and those perceived uh, to be Muslim have endured a disproportionate uh, number of hate fueled attacks and certainly um maybe because uh they have perpetrated a great number of hate-filled uh, terrorist actions how about that president biden understands that many of our muslim arab arab americans and palestinian american loved ones and neighbors are worried about the hate being directed at their communities and that is something you heard the president speak to i'm worried about the hate being directed at my country and at Americans by those who happen to be Muslims. And, you know, I hear about, oh, the Muslims are worried about their, about all this hate-filled rhetoric. They're worried about their safety, blah, blah, fucking blah. You don't hear them denouncing the Hamas attacks against Israel. You don't hear them denouncing 9-11. You don't hear them denouncing any of these things because because while they might not strap on a suicide vest and go into a crowded area and set it off to get to their 72 virgins, secretly they applaud those that do. In his uh, in his address uh, just last last Thursday, and so uh, one of the things that the president has done is directed his team, uh, uh, Homeland Security team, to prioritize prevention uh, and disruption of any emerging threats that could harm the Jewish, the Muslim, uh, Arab Americans, or or any other communities. And that is something that the president has sought to do, and, and since day one, as you know, the president ran on on. Um, on, you know, bringing, commu- protecting communities, obviously, but bringing people together. The so- he ran on bringing people together. This country's more divided than it ever has fucking been. He ran on bringing people together? <laughs> Good Lord. These people live in a fantasy land. And, and I don't know how she lives with herself. I don't know how she looks in the mirror at that, that, that the fucking, the, the Frito and, and type hair. And dresses in that weird little outfit that she gets a budget for for her job and then goes up there and actually talks as if she's serious that this administration is serious because it's not uh, uh, protecting the soul of the nation uh, and the so, soul of the, um, the, soul that is of the nation that the president takes very very seriously uh, and um, you know we're going to continue to denounce any sort of hate uh, towards any American here uh, and so that's what we're going to continue to be steadfast on again he has he has a uh, Unless you're a MAGA extremist and you need deprogramming because you're a cult. At some point, these these cult members, as Hillary said, need to be deprogrammed. That sort of hate speech is all good. That sort of hate speech against, you know, uh, all MAGA extremists, the extremism of MAGA, half the country. You can hate us all you want. Don't you don't you hate those Hamas terrorists? Don't you dare. Religion of peace, my ass.
But that's okay. Biden's got it. This is probably Corinne Jean-Pierre that runs Biden's Twitter, too. As Americans, we must come together and reject Islamophobia in all forms of bigotry and hatred. I have said repeatedly that I will not be silent in the face of hate. Yeah, you only will cause it. We must be unequivocal. There is no place in America for hate against anyone unless you're a Trump supporter and happen to believe in making America great again. Then we can hate you fuckers all we want. <laughs> no one's, even their own party isn't buying this bullshit. Seriously. So we have Iran threatening the Middle East through Hezbollah. We have Israel who has said that if Hezbollah attacks us, we will cut off the head of the snake and attack Iran directly and destroy them, whatever that means. I mean, there's been lots of speculation that Israel has atomic weapons. We have U.S. carrier strike forces over there. And, oh, by the way, China has sent six ships over there, too. <laughs> woo Powder keg coming. World War III is right here. And Biden is sitting on the beach. So disgusting. So disgusting. Once again, walking away from the podium, he pauses to mutter these words. Check it out. So he says, he's asked if, if, if the hostage deal had anything with a ceasefire. And he said, um, he said, there needs to be a ceasefire. And then, he, and then he backtracked and he said, oh, but they need to release hostages first and then we can talk about that. Dude, it's not our war over there. It's not, you're, you're not speaking for Israel. You're not speaking for their military. And the fact that, it, you know, you, you gave them a hundred... $100 million. And then two days later, miraculously, two Americans got released. Just like you gave Iran $6 billion plus five radical Iranians to get five Americans back. You're, you're just, they're just working you. They're playing you, man. They, they, you got, you, 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 you're negotiating with terrorists and they're blackmailing you. They're going to kidnap You've made every single American anywhere in the world less safe, and that is proven by the fact that they issued a worldwide travel advisory for U.S. citizens. Yeah. Biden has made this country less safe through his actions and lack thereof. Check this. But why would Hamas release them? I mean... Not, they, they, don't, they wouldn't do it out of the goodness of their heart. It's a, they're a brutal, ruthless terrorist organization. Why would they just release these two Americans? Yeah, Jake, I think it's going to be, uh, we're going to have to be careful about what we say in, in terms of the, 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 the machinations here that, that were required to get them home or get them out of there because we know that there's still some Americans being held hostage and we want to get them back to their families too. So I hope you can understand that uh, we're not really... In other words, they paid... 
a ransom to get those two Americans back. And they're not willing to say what that was or how that was connected because they plan on doing it to try to get the rest back. Weak sauce, man. So fucking weak. Don't you think President Biden need to play a role towards peace instead of saying that he could handle two wars at a time? Does that give a good impression to fight two wars at a time instead of working towards peaceful things? From the beginning of this administration, we have been working for a more integrated, cooperative, peaceful, stable, and prosperous Middle East. And I'm not going to reiterate for you the list of accomplishments, but they're all there. I'm happy to send you an email with them. We have been working hard on trying to get uh, uh, the Middle East to be a more stable, prosperous region. That's not going to all it has done has become more dangerous and more unstable since the day you took office. You know who created peace in the Middle East? You know who's working toward furthering peace? If, if Donald Trump was in his second term right now, Saudi Arabia would be signed on to the Abram Accords. I have no doubt of it. The entire Middle East would be turned against Iran. The gall they have to go up there and say that, oh, this whole time we, we've been we've been striving for more peace and stability in the Middle East bullshit. You want instability and chaos, and you want, I believe, war with Iran. I think this is what it's about. The U.S. is not trying to stop this. The U.S. wants it to escalate. And I showed several videos today that have people stating that. They expect it to escalate. They expect that this will escalate into a wider conflict. They expect that Iran will do something. They expect it to happen. Hmm. Why do they expect it to happen? Hmm. I like to think that my audience is fairly smart. Janet Yellen, we could certainly afford two wars. Kirby was just talking about, we can do two wars. Yeah, we can certainly afford two wars. U.S. Treasury Secretary who has no fucking experience at all in international affairs or life or anything or and probably I mean she ate mushrooms in Japan I guess she has experience with that sure we can afford it US national debt 33.5 trillion trillion dollars cost per citizen 99,000 US federal spending 6.1 million US federal budget 1.7 Trillion, excuse me, 6.1 trillion, 1.7 trillion. U.S. federal spending is actually 6.2. Dude, these numbers are not sustainable. We're pretty soon we're going to be paying more interest on our debt than we are funding our national defense. And a lot of that's going to China. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And uh, just a couple more things. We're going to head out. December 2020. Uh, remember December 2020? Mm, seems like forever ago because the, the chaos that this Biden regime has done to destroy our economy, our security, our border, our international standing happened real fast, didn't it? Four more years and we're done. December 2020, a 30-year fixed mortgage rate was 2.68%. Lowest rates ever. October 2023, a 30-year fixed mortgage rate is 8%, one of the highest ever. What's the effect of that? 
Well, let's take a look at this. Purchasing power. A medium income household can afford a sales price of 50% less than in 2020. So a median income household back in 2020, same income, but interest rates low, could afford like a $650,000 property or, or home. Now, with interest rates where there are, it's about 380000 So almost a 50% drop in the house that they can afford. And you can see it directly correlates with Joe Biden being elected president. These are numbers. These are f- statistical facts. These are not even statistical. These are these are just these are just what they are. So yeah, that's where we're at under Bidenomics and the Biden regime. So you tell me, are we better off with Joe Biden? Are we better off with mean tweets? Or are we better off with a, a shitty economy? An open border, war on two fronts now, World War III, potentially very real thing that's going to happen. A president who's Swiss cheese for brains that can't even hardly string two sentences together, let alone lead the free world. But hey, Orange Man was bad. And we don't like mean tweets. Thanks for watching. If you've just been listening on one of the podcasts, I'm on all of them, Spotify, Amazon, iHeart, whatever. You can find my podcast there if you just want to listen. But make sure to check me out on rumble.com slash the nun report. That's where you can find all the videos and stuff. Again, I, I'm sorry for the in-your-face sort of video today. As I said, uh, we're doing a lot of uh, updates and upgrades to the studio. You're going to love it. It's going to be epic. And, and I'm look, really, really looking forward to it. Anyway, uh, yeah, rumble.com slash The Nun Report where you can find all my videos. I'm on all the socials at The Nun Report, except for TikTok, because I don't do that comedy BS. And also Twitter, because my initial account got nuked. And so on Twitter, I'm just at Nun Report. There's no the there. Just go to thenunreport.com. You can link into everything. Anyway, hey, thanks again for watching. And as always, until next time, may the odds be ever in your favor. Cheers. <laughs>